it would consume 200 times its weight of leaves. And the equivalent would be if a seven pound newborn baby would consume 1,400 uh, pounds of formula in two weeks. And the caterpillar just doesn't have an off button. And that's the way I would describe myself. I don't have an off button when it comes to food. And, um, you know, eating large quantities of food became a habit, it became an obsession, it became a, a compulsion that I could not conquer. And, um, and it was all driven by some, by some core beliefs that I developed about food in my childhood. And in my childhood, um, well, one of them was when I was young, my brother was hit by a car and we didn't know if he was going to live. And in our house, it was just anxiety, fear, confusion. And... Um, there wasn't a lot of supervision during that time because my parents were concerned with my brother. And so I would remember I would crawl into the cupboards and I would eat anything and everything I could. And that brought me comfort. And it was a way for me to cope with what was going on. And so when I became an adult, food became my comforter. And I thought it was a way to solve my problems. And it was the only way I knew how to solve my problems. And then when, um, um, also when I was young, I was very, very thin and I was sickly. And so my parents were always trying to feed me. And so they would, um, you know, at the dinner table, if they were just a little spoonfuls of leftovers, they didn't want to throw it away, they would encourage me to eat them. So it became my habit. I would not all, only eat clean my plate, but I would finish off, polish off all of the leftovers. And I would get praised for that. And in my household, praise didn't come. It was very rare. But I would get praised. And so I would feel loved, and I would feel approved and accepted. And so it became my habit. I would polish off all those leftovers and make my parents happy, and I would get their praise. And so when I became an adult, when my life wasn't going so well, all I had to do was go to the refrigerator and I would feel loved, praised, and, and, and affirmed. And the, another incident that happened was that when um, we would, uh, we, you know, we, we were not so very good, but we would sneak to the edge of our, the, our, the door of our room after we had been put to bed, and it was after bedtime, and we were able to see the TV and watch it, me and my brother. So we would sneak there very quietly, and we would watch TV, but this is what, and I would see my mom bringing out her snacks, um, you know, that we, we didn't get to share, but she would eat her snacks, and this is, this is in my child's mind and in my child's heart. This is what I thought. You know, kids are powerless. Adults have all the power. Kids don't have any control. Adults have all of the control. And my definition of an adult, and I couldn't wait to become one, was that I could eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, in the quantities that I wanted. That was my definition of adult. So when I grew up and I wanted to feel in control, when I wanted to feel 
like an adult, guess what I did? I ate. And, you know, God made food just to sustain our bodies. But for me, food, I needed it to sustain my soul. And so I ate. And I became, for most of my adult life, in the morbidly obese category. And it, it was years. I've tried every diet I could. I failed every diet there was. I, I was filled with guilt and shame, and that drove me to do diets, but I couldn't maintain it, and I lived with failure. And Satan would whisper to me, you are such a failure, and you have no testimony. And, um, and I needed a way out. I needed a way through. I needed a way forward, and God gave me that. Now, um, there would have been a caterpillar. Oh, there is a caterpillar. Okay. <laughs> the next phase in a caterpillar's life is they form a chrysalis. And something amazing and miraculous happens in that chrysalis. That butterfly, I mean, that caterpillar, every tissue, every organ is touched and changed. And it's touched and changed completely and permanently. And that's, oh, and that, that is called metamorphosis. And metamorphosis, very few creature, of God's creatures go through that. But you know, we can be one of those. Because metamorphosis is in the Bible. And it is the word trans, uh, oh gosh. Transformed. It is the word transformed. It's found three times in the Bible. And the one that pertains to, it is promised that pertains to us, is found in Romans 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That the testing of you, testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that is a word, transformed is a word metamorphosis. It means to change inside and outside. And in the Strong's, it doesn't say permanently, it says probably permanently. And I guess it's because it pertains to us. We, can, we cannot hold on to it. And, and to renew your mind means that we bring our mind, our will, and emotions in line with God's word. So I had my answer. I needed to renew my mind. That was my part. And God's part would be that he would transform me. And he would be able to do for me what I could never do for myself. And so I've started on my journey with the Lord of renewing my mind. And I use four things. The first is that Jesus says, that one of the scriptures in John is that I, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And without me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. And so that's what I do. I have, 
I have God's word and I carry it around with me. My verses that I carry around with me wherever I go. And I do it in the morning. I say them. I declare them in the morning. I declare them at night. I read them during the day if I can. And I, I think about them. I meditate on them. I pray them. I fill my life with God's word. And it's always with me. And the second thing that I do to renew my mind is that, um, or to renew my life, is that I am on a food plan. It's a food plan that's balanced and nutritious, and, but it's, it's portion controlled. And I realize now that because I don't have an off button, I will have to do this for the rest of my life. But that's reasonable. That's what most normal people do that don't have a weight problem. And, um, and for me, all I have to do is do it one day at a time. So it's doable for me. And so I have my book, and I write down my food. I commit my food to God. I commit my food to a sponsor, and I am accountable for it. And, um, but sometimes that's all enough because I don't have an off button because there's so much temptation around me. I need something else. Um, so what I do is I, I carry my picture around with me, the picture that I never want to go back to. I carry it with me. And that's usually enough to deter me from taking that first bite that I don't want to take. And, and I also have, why am I on this journey? So I have also written what I used to feel like, what I used to be like, what I used to think like. What, and that, when I read those things and where I want to be, that helps me stay focused and continue on my journey. The third thing that I use is that I have to learn how to deal with my problems. Food, I can't use food to deal with them anymore. And I have been given um, uh, a tool that helps me and I use it a lot. And it was so great when Pastor was talking uh, his last series about being triggered. And it was just a really confirming all of the things that um, I'm doing. Um, but I, when something happens, when I need help, I say, I write down what happened. And I just write down the facts. And then what did I feel? What did it trigger in me? How did it, what did it affect? And then what was my part? And what could I do differently? And just going through that process has helped me to deal with my problems. And then I take it to the Lord. And that's, you know, in John and Matthew, he says, come to me, all you that are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am... I am gentle and humble of heart, and I will give you rest for your souls. When I bring my problems to God, and after I've done this, you know, it happens every time. God gives me rest for my soul, and I'm so grateful for that. And the last thing I do is that I use the gift that God has given us. He's given us each other. In James, it says... Um, it says, confess your sins one to another, pray for each other, and you will be healed. I mean, it says you will be, you, that you may be healed. And so that's what I, 
I have a, two sisters in this church that I am accountable to, that I meet with, that we encourage each other, we help each other, and I am getting healed. And uh, I also belong to a support group that helps me in my healing. And I stay focused and encouraged. And now I have made myself accountable to you all because I don't want to go backwards. I'm serious about things. I want to go forward. I want my transformation. I want my victory. I want everyone to see the power of God. And so I have made myself accountable to you. And after the last phase of a caterpillar's life is when he breaks through. He breaks through, and it's no longer a fat caterpillar. It is a beautiful butterfly. It has been changed inside and out. It is permanent and forever um, and completely. And it is no longer earthbound, but it can fly, and it's free. And that's, that is my, that's the miracle I'm waiting for in my life. And you know, it's already happening because it's changed. God is renewing my mind. And I used to believe that I was cursed. I used to believe I had a curse. That, um, and I was in despair most of the time. But then God is showing me that he has used this weakness in me to bring me to himself. To make sure that I am his to bring down this stronghold so that I can be, that I can truly say, the Lord, he is not only my Savior, but my Lord. And now, um, you know, I I could almost see like Paul when he said, um, when Paul asked God to take away his weakness, and God, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. And I can be like Paul who says, whispers to God, Therefore, God, I will glory in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest on me. Amen.